Welcome to Business is Good, the podcast all about what it means to be in business in the 21st century. Small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of the UK economy, and globally they can and will have a huge impact on society, the economy and how we live our lives. From technology disruption to reworking a solution to solve the world's biggest problem, Business is Good is a podcast about what it takes to be successful and how every business defines that in different ways. Business is no longer just about being defined by what you do, but it's about giving back and redefining the problems and how we solve them in a way that works for you. I'm your host, Caroline Sumners, and I'll be giving you weekly inspirational stories from business owners who are building business and solving problems. So today I'm talking to Alice Reeves and Sophie Turton of the Joyful Web, which is a growth agency based on the sunny south coast, just up the road from me in Brighton. Um, I honestly didn't know uh, Sophie and Alex before I did this podcast, but I'd seen some of what they um, what they do on social media and some of the stuff that they talk about in terms of working with companies that have got a purpose. And to me, that just... Um, was the exact type of person that I wanted to talk to when I decided to start this podcast. So um, I think you'll hear that we had great fun doing this interview, but we also talked about things like firing clients, something everybody has to do at some point or another if you're a service-based business, but also starting a business with somebody you don't know, which is a fascinating story from Alice and Sophie. So um, I hope you enjoy this one and um, yeah. Enjoy. So I'm Sophie. And I'm Alice. And we are directors of The Joyful Web, which is a growth agency for good businesses. Um, And we're on a mission to change the way the world does business um, through facilitating the growth of businesses who are doing something different and offering... um, People like us who every day consume just as part of life now um, with another another option that is actually supporting um, a sustainable life and not just consuming for the sake of consuming um, and destroying the world in the process. (laughs) Um, So, you know, in a very, very positive way, we we really we, we are trying to change the world by supporting the growth of businesses who are changing the world. That sounds, uh, I mean, just that, I mean, the title of the podcast is Business is Good, so. Great. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, when I saw your guys' um, website and Instagram, I was like, that is exactly the kind of people I need to talk to. So tell, <laughs> tell me a bit about how you do that or how you go about, what you know, changing the world, as you're saying. What, what is it specifically that you do with these customers, with your clients and do you have like particular criteria for selecting and working? Because I'm sure you probably get approached by many different people. Um, do you have criteria that you, you know, checklist to say, yep, no? How do you how do you go about working with these businesses? I think I mean we don't we don't work with like specific industries or anything yeah. like that. I think that the key kind of checklist for us is that it is a business that wants to make a difference in some way. Like they offer a product or a service that in somehow makes people's lives easier, better, more fulfilled. And that can be across any sector. 
Um, but I mean, the, the, the kind of main differentiator is we don't work with businesses who come to us and say, right, how much money can you make me? Like, what's the return on investment if I put X amount into marketing? Because we want to work with people that are passionate about growing their brands and doing that in a sustained, sustainable way. So, you know, not just about like, you know, advertising and seeing how many sales they can get in the shortest space of time. It's about growing a brand that people love, that people want to get behind, that people feel a loyalty to and that people want to create a relationship with. So, you know, kind of typical marketing, like in terms of advertising and broadcasting salesy messages, isn't what we do. We work with businesses that really are interested in building those long-term relationships with their customers Mm. by creating content and resources that are valuable and that add value and that enhance their product and their service offering. Um, Because that's really what's important to us when we think about how we want to do business. We want to have good relationships with our clients. We don't want them to just be people that pay an invoice every month and look at a report. We want to work with them as part of a team. And yeah, and actually we we say um, the marketing is dead and it's time to change the conversation. Um, I've been waiting for years to say that because I really, <laughs> really have a problem with marketing. Yeah. Um, and um, and the way that we work with our clients really is as an extension of their business. Yeah. Um, and we have very close, almost friendship type relationships with our hmm. clients. And, and it makes a huge difference because they, well, they trust us for a start. Um, hmm. And because we can be, we're all completely authentic. When we get together and it's you know four of those strategy meetings, everything flows much better. Mm. There's a lot more creative ideas because mm. nobody feels like they can't say something because it might sound stupid. Like it's a really free flowing mm. space. Yeah, and that is so valuable in all kind of contexts. Mm. And we don't just work on the sort of like, we, we, we say we're a growth agency because it's about marketing sales and service working holistically together to grow businesses. And mm. um, so it's, you know, not just the messaging creative side of it, it's also how do the sales teams talk to the audience, like to their mm. potential customers? Yeah. How does what they're finding out as they're talking and through these different conversations and importantly, listening, how does that inform the, the service or the product in the first place? Mm-hmm. And I think that in this kind of day and age where there are a bazillion businesses offering different variations of the same thing, it is all about innovating according to uh, sentiment and, and actually delivering what people want and what people need to have a full life not telling them what they want and what they need Mm. to have a full life. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I talk a lot with my clients about having conversations with their customers, Mm -hmm. but it is literally just about that and that that it is those three things, sales, marketing and service. So it's kind of like we're running the same businesses, but coming from a, not a different Mm. angle, but just, you know, Mm. positioning Mm. it differently. You know, you said that... um, you can have much more authentic conversations and it's you don't necessarily go to or have conversations around um, what's the ROI or how much money you're going to make me. But does that, that must form a factor for these businesses. It's just mm-hmm. not the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not the forefront of their mind. They're more yeah. about brand and delivering, but how do you measure what you're doing? And they definitely do. Some of our clients like, are hell-bent on becoming like multi-million pound companies and some of them already are multi-million pound companies. So money is important for sure. I mean, it's important to yeah. us too. 
Um, but how do we how do we show that the, that growth? I mean, we, I mean, every business is going to have a different set of objectives. You know, I mean, we work with businesses who do want to, you know, you know, it is important to them to to sort of see that sale. And then we work with businesses where the work that we're doing is purely from a social media perspective, for example, which is always going to be about awareness. And, you know, we work with companies straight off and we say, like, look, what does success look like for you? And they tell us. And then that's what we report on. We yeah. don't hit them with a bunch of useless metrics they don't care about every month, which I think a lot of marketing agencies do. Yeah. Um, so we really work with them. To, and, and if we don't have to report on something, we don't report on it. You know, we just have to focus on what's important to them and what success looks like to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... You know, that looks different for every business. You know, I work with a, you know, we, we work with a company who we've worked with for a long time who work in like the bioscience industry. You know, is a social media presence important to them? Yes. Are they ever going to sell, you know, lab chemicals through a Facebook post? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they but can they, get their content out there and yeah. build their brand. And that's really working amazingly for them because people are hearing about them. Yeah. And people are coming up to them at conferences and going, oh, I read your blog on this. I read your article on this. Or oh, I applied for your grant on this. Like, that's really great. And it shows that they really care and they're building a community around their yeah. brand, which is to this particular industry is absolutely crucial for them to feel to feel valued in an industry that doesn't always make them feel valued. Um, but I would say we work with some CICs and charities, just to go back to your question, yeah. but very, 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 very few. Like most of the clients we work with are social enterprises who want to earn money. And, and our thing is really about, we want to work with businesses that are like, up for taking on the likes of Tesco and Sainsbury's or, you know, Mm -hmm. any of the other many, many, many other corporations that are actively responsible for climate change. Um, So therefore we want to work with businesses that are serious about growth and therefore Mm -hmm. serious about making money. And we, because we work on an inbound methodology, we're HubSpot partners. So we have the HubSpot platform to support all of our activity for bigger, higher uh, purchase value, value purchase decision clients, we can showcase the mm-hmm. ROI across everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And that is really important. And actually that's kind of a massive thing that a lot of the issue we have with marketing in general is that you can pay a lot of money for a day, a lot of money for a day of work, which is not showing you any return on mm-hmm. that. And we see clients a lot who think marketing is a waste of money because they've not seen any return. Yeah. So I think ROI is really important. Yeah, so it's about setting it up right from the start, like yeah. you say, what's important to them. But I think yeah. it gets you also away from the vanity metrics yeah. of, mm-hmm. of how many followers have yeah. I got? And yeah. I, that just frustrates me. I so mean, yes. people buy them. Because yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Because it, it, it could be anybody. Yeah. It could be, you could have a hundred, a thousand, a million followers. Yeah. Unless they're going to buy your product yeah. or service, ultimately. And they're the type of people you want to engage with. It yeah. means nothing. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the problem is, and you probably find this, that so many other companies are not talking. I think it's it's changing, mm-hmm. but people aren't talking in the way that 
you're talking, right? No. Market growth agencies. Yeah. And the fact that you position yourself as a growth agency rather than a marketing agency, to me, is just like, yeah, that, that's the best thing. Because actually, one of the things I say when I'm working with clients is it's about doubling your business. That is the yeah. first thing that we do. That, yeah. that is whether you're on five and we go to 10 or you're on 100 and we go to 200,000, yeah. it is ultimately about yeah. doubling your business. Mm-hmm. And will what we're going to do do that? Yeah. And if it doesn't yeah what are you doing it for then what are we doing it yeah. for so yeah and, and i think you know the key thing is we we advise our clients in the same way that we work you know we don't make decisions about our business based on how much money something we think something's going to make us we make our decisions based on is this true to our values does this show our values does this is this an opportunity to connect with our ideal customers you know like you said about seeing us on social and like seeing our website like we just be you know we're just putting out stuff that feels true to us that's the messages we're passionate about and that's worked for us so far in in generating clients you know we the business is just under two years old we've just hired our first employee we've you know pretty much doubled our revenue our monthly revenue based on what it was last year and a doubling yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what you need to work yeah. on, right? And, yeah. and that's happened organically through us making these choices based on, does this align with our values? Does this align with our mission? Does this align with what we want to achieve? And, you know, there's been times when, you know, we've been kind of sucked into that money profit conversation and you know what every time we have we've made choices that have worked out as not being the best choices for us mm-hmm. yeah i was going to ask that actually i was going to say have you you know obviously have to name names but have you started work with a client and then thought actually yes yeah. our values are not aligned and have you then had to go through that I'm firing a client. Well, we actually had. Um, <laughs> there's actually a story that I really, I really enjoy because um, our first Christmas, so nearly two years ago, to Christmas 2017, we were just really miserable, and it wasn't long after we'd started the business. Three months. Yeah, three months after we had loads of work, um, which was, you know, which was amazing. Everyone was telling us that that was amazing, anyway, and <laughs> we were like really not feeling that was amazing. So we went down to the beach. We didn't actually know each other before we started the business. So this is really early on in our... That's... Okay, we're going to talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is really early on in our that's business. That's my favourite story. Uh, yeah, it's the best story. Um, it's such a beautiful story. Anyway, um, we went down to the seafront and, and I was just said to Alice, you know, what, what is it that's, that's causing this upset? And she just said, oh, I don't feel like the work we're doing is in line with what we set out to achieve. And I was like, this is like my like traumatic moment of like, we are as inconsequential as a grain of sand. Like, and looking out at the sea sometimes, you know, can really put that into perspective. Oh, yes. yeah. And so we were just like, okay, what do we need to do then to be, what do we, how do we make the brave choice in this? Like, what do we need to do? So we went back to the office and fired pretty much all of our clients just before Christmas. Had like, I mean, it was like, what, three, three clients that we fired? Almost 50% of our revenue just before Christmas, just before both of us were going off on a month-long trip. We were just like, oh, okay, just trust, just trust. And lo and behold, this big project landed that was for... As soon as we got back. Yeah, as soon as we got back, that filled the exact space of those 
clients that was very much in line with our values and very much more in line with our integrity mm-hmm. and it was like oh okay and we are quite woo-woo and I understand that a lot of businesses don't want to make decisions based on gut feeling and yeah. trusting the universe but <laughs> I tell you what though I know you do well we do <laughs> necessarily say that you say you're woo-woo and I wouldn't necessarily say I am but I definitely get definitely make decisions made on based on gut and when I don't and I allow my head that's often when I've made the wrong decision yeah and you know it straight away right you're like uneasiness of it you've got this whole like feeling in your stomach and you're like no yeah I uh, that's the wrong thing yeah Yeah. I love that you've done that I, I have fired two clients in the time I've been working and in the lead up to it, it's so stressful, but always it's been absolutely the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And and I think as well, like, you know, we're both now sort of aware enough that we know if we, if we're looking at a client and every month we're like, Oh God, this, this isn't working. Then it's time to have a conversation about whether that relationship is working. And if it's not working for us, it's probably not working for them either. Exactly. And, you know, and that's when you start having those difficult conversations yeah. about results and yeah. because they're not trusting in what you're doing and then yeah. it just becomes this vicious circle, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we had another client where we were like, you know what, this isn't working, this is not going to work. And almost like as soon as we made that choice, before we'd even emailed them, we got an email from them saying, actually, this isn't working. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we don't even have to fire them. They've fired themselves. <laughs> Brilliant. And it was like a relief of like, okay, yeah, you know, we, we can't make a difference to them. Yeah. Because we, we're not giving them what they want. And yeah. they've seen that. And then that's great. That's, that's the conversation. They're better to go with have. someone else. And they're better yeah. to go with someone that can yeah. give them what they need. And we, yeah. do, we do sort of have now, we do go through that criteria of like, it's not just about what it's it really is about can we actually make an impact with these this client and a lot because of the sort of uh support that we want to give we do attract a lot of solopreneurs which aren't really right for us but yeah. that we always try to find a way to work with them in some capacity and then we introduce them to people who maybe are more in their line of like affordability and what have you. Mm. And it is just about being super honest because it's like actually if you're if you're not making that much, then it's never gonna be worth it to pay this much for services. But maybe there would be a way to kind of get a middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's about getting people on the right path, isn't it? And that mm. also fits with your authenticity and what's important to you mm-hmm. because there's many people that would just take the money, right? Oh yeah, but we couldn't do that. And, but <laughs> you've got to make the right you've got to make the right decision and I uh, I often say I only ever give only ever give advice for someone to do something that I would do for my own business mm-hmm. you know? yeah. number one mm-hmm. and number two is you know is, th- is that the right thing for that person at the time and if mm-hmm. they're going to be paying all their revenue out to you yes you're 100% convinced that you're going to be helping them to grow if they're tying all their money up in that one thing, mm. to me that just doesn't mm. doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me about how you came to start a business when you didn't actually know each other. <laughs> so, so I so I went freelance at the end of 2016. So I kind of rolled into 2017, rub it in the headlights. Oh God, left a job in a you know massive marketing agency and 
just sort of it wasn't for me and I wanted to to kind of go on my own and and after about five months I'd reached a point where I was like I do not want to do this on my own like I'm not a solo worker it really matters to me to to build something and I want a team and Mm. you know I've kind of got this vision of uh, and you know I'd I'd sort of spoken to a couple of people and you know we've got an amazing network of, of people and I've spoken to a couple of people and sort of been saying, no, I really want a business partner. I really want a business partner. Just like putting it out there into the universe. And then around like June time, I met Sophie and I I saw Sophie speak at a conference about, God, it must have been about four or five CA. years. But oh, right, yeah. yeah. About probably about four, I think it was 2013 you spoke there. Yeah, so it would have been... Out. Yeah, about two years before we met. Yeah, and and I'd seen I'd seen Sophie spit. No, it was longer. It was about four years before. I think twenty third was it twenty fifteen then that you yeah. spoke. Yeah, was Brian and CA. So I'd seen Sophie speak, and I I'd like just loved everything she'd said, and sort of you know we hadn't met in person, but I tweeted her after her talk and was like, that was so great, like totally agree with everything. And I came out sort of thinking, wow, there's someone out there who actually has the same views on marketing as I do and I feel like I've been banging my head against the brick wall for a lot of it <laughs> you know yeah. a lot of it and so she stuck in my mind and we, we had so many mutual friends but we'd never actually met um and then we met in the June um and Sophie sort of came up to me and was like people keep telling me I need to know you so I think I need to know you <laughs> <laughs> I love begging friends <laughs> So we were like, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I remember you. Yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, like, yeah, let's let's go for a drink. So we we went for a drink, I think a couple of weeks after that. And, you know, Sophie was talking about like a lot of, you know, where she felt kind of frustrated with marketing, frustrated in her role, what she really wanted to do. And all of it was like exactly where I'd been feeling just before I quit my and job. And weirdly, our life situations of that time were well, very yeah. similar as well. Right. Like we'd both gone through quite a painful breakup. Like I was selling my flat, Alice had kind of gone through that process just a few years before and it was all sort of in yeah. weird alignment. Yeah, so we had, yeah, we had a lot of kind of common ground and, and our kind of values and our outlooks on the world felt very similar. And, you know, within the, within the course of this evening of us chatting, I just sort of found myself saying, well, here's a crazy idea. Like, why don't we just start a business together? I know you have this secure, stable job, but uh, <laughs> come on, walk away. <laughs> Take a chance on this woman you've met twice. And, um, <laughs> instead of, instead to my, to my absolute shock, I think I think when I said it, I was half expecting you to sort of laugh and be Go. like, "Nervous laugh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice idea." Like, but actually, she went, "You know what? I, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll think about that." Actually, yeah, and you weird. were just about to go on holiday. You were just about to go to like France or something, and yeah. you went on holiday with your family. And I was sort of thinking, oh, she'll go away and she'll like forget about it. But and they'll talk sense to her and be like, what are you doing? And then she got back yeah. and she rang me and just went, I've been thinking about this for the whole two weeks. And yeah, let, let's let's go for lunch. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have my notice in. Let's do this. And then I just did. And then and she did. The weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest thing, though, is that I'm not particularly 
actually I think I've become much more impulsive in my older age but I am someone also someone who ruminates on things a lot aren't I like yeah. I find decision making quite difficult mm-hmm. generally and so the fact that this is just such a like yes gut gut feeling go for it is weird and might be the only time in my life that there's ever been something that's that big mm. that was thought about that little yeah <laughs> like, yeah and you know same for me as well like you know I didn't I, I didn't know really anything about you I just was like let's, let's go for it luckily we get on really well so has that been challenging though <laughs> do you, or do you think it, in some ways it's been easier because a lot of the time people go into businesses with people they've known for a long time or they're friends with do you think in some ways it's been easier because you haven't got that kind of baggage or, or I don't know pluses and minuses on uh, well, I was going to say, like, I think we, one of the things that was amazing that I absolutely think was the rarest part of it is that both of us are very much on a self-development focused journey Mm -hmm. so that both of us are in the investigation of how we can be better versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when, and there have been a lot of difficult times, but we both put so much energy into our own personal growth and Mm -hmm. accept responsibility for our own standing in this world that when there have been difficult times, we can communicate powerfully within that and not make the other person wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think when you know someone really well, that could potentially, that knowledge can come into that and you can be more triggered more easily yeah. but now we're really 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 close friends so yeah. now it is like being in relationship like in a, a business with someone that you have a really strong relationship with yeah. anyway I think what's really interesting for me is because because we went into it with with a foundation of nothing we've the the relationship that we've built with each other is a completely unique relationship that I've not ever had with anyone in my life because we were we were tied to each other professionally from the from the start and yeah. we committed to making it work and at the same time we've kind of built this friendship around this context of this like shared vision and shared journey which has grown and evolved as the two of us have also grown and evolved and i feel like you know that's not that's not a friendship that i've ever had with anyone in my life because the level of trust and communication that that requires. And, you know, we were really at the start of both of our journeys and the amount that the two of us have grown in the last two years is is astounding. It's huge, yeah. It's like, I'm like trying not to cry. <laughs> it's, really, it's, really, oh, it's really lovely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is. And that, it, that was the thing that I didn't anticipate. Like, you know, going into something like this, you think, oh, like I hope that we can build a successful business but you don't think about how you as an individual are going to change like it's just but yeah it has been completely I like I'm unrecognizable and my family all say that in a really positive way like I had quite a lot of issues actually that I brought into this situation and have dealt with with the support of Alice and and, I, and with mm. you too, and mm. Mm. and that's been something you don't necessarily think about when you think about business of what how it will change you mm. as a person mm. as well. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that women generally are better at doing that and doing being that having that openness and and maybe not having the kind of like ego in place to allow that free kind of 
communication or do you think it's just unique to because I've got a business partner in mm. another business and we seem to be able to uh, we work in a similar way I haven't known her years it's mm. not a really sort of long relationship yeah, yeah. but we met in a co-working space and decided to start another business together. Mm -hmm. So kind of similar, but we knew each other a bit more than you guys did, I think. Yeah. Um, and when we've had sort of like disagreements or there's been challenges, um, definitely we both take a step back and go, okay, what what's the cause of that? What, mm. what has, and a lot of self-reflection on it. Mm. And I don't know, I just, I feel like women are a bit better at doing that. And I don't want to make it a men-women men, thing, but I just wonder your observations on that mm, I think it's not that women inherently are better at doing that it's just that women have tr like typically more space in society to do that yeah, we're encouraged yeah. much more to explore our emotions like the self-development world in general is much more female focused much more yeah, female led right. mm -hmm. as well um, the male side of that, the sort of Tony Robbins side of that is much more cutthroat and just mm -hmm. like, if they're not serving a purpose, get rid of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so we're, you know, I do think it's, I don't, I don't buy into gender um, roles any more than it's just what is, is allowed within mm. that. And I yeah. think, I think definitely exploring our feelings is more feminine trait because society says it is really. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I definitely know some women who are in relate who are in business relationships with a male partner and struggle mm -hmm. um, to have that communication. Mm -hmm. I think also because maybe our tendencies are different, so it's harder to relate as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess with, with us because we've had it's been interesting because our sort of our kind of histories it's almost like very 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 similar. Uh, traumas should we say or issues in the past but very different ways to deal with those like mm. polar opposite ways of dealing with those yeah. which is what's made it most interesting is mm. like I'm like a rebel without a cause and Alice toes the line and mm. so like <laughs> neither of those things are necessarily great but bringing them into the you middle you get a compromise in the middle yeah exactly yeah. And, it, and it you know so I've n never before realised quite how petulant and ridiculous it is to be a rebel without a cause <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of looking down like well what, what when there is no cause what's the point yeah, yeah. and then and again with perfectionism I think it's like that's been a good lesson for you yeah. and yeah it's just been interesting the, the kind of parallels and the lessons within those that have yeah. been available to us and you know to give ourselves credit yeah we've been available to those lessons too yeah, yeah. And, and I think we have a real kind of push-pull relationship with each other in that, you know, not, not in an aggressive way, but I think we do kind of gently pull each other back when the other one's going too far in one direction and kind of also we're able to kind of push the other one out of where they feel comfortable as well. And, and you know, that is a really kind of complementary, you know, we, we've, had, we've had a great number of similar life experiences and a great number of different ones. And our overall kind of outlook on life is is similar and our personalities are completely different so it, it is that real like yin yang like we really do kind of fill those gaps in and I think you know one of the things that attracted me to Sophie most as a person when I met her is I could see so much in her that I knew I didn't have yeah 
And it was almost like, if I'm going to make this business work, I know I need to be more like this person is. Yeah, and vice versa too. Yeah, you need those different strengths, and yeah, don't you? Well, not even strengths, just differences, yeah. right? Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And and the ego thing is interesting because you know both of us have kind of come from you know jobs where we've worked in kind of male dominated environments that are quite like competitive and individualistic and we've like climbed to the tops of our respective you know agencies within within that space Mm. and so then kind of coming into you know you know we, we both it was important to us to kind of foster a working relationship and a business that was far more collaborative than competitive, far more yeah. community-based than competitive. And, you know, we both had to contend with our egos there. You know, I don't I don't think that's necessarily a male thing at all. I think if you are in an industry that is competitive and you're chasing that next promotion and that it's next pay natural, rise, isn't it? it's natural yeah. to, to develop that ego as like a defense mechanism yeah. of like, I did that, I want the credit for this this is me, this is my thing, this is my project, this is why I deserve this promotion, this is what... And, and it's really difficult to break that mindset when you've been in that trajectory and in, and for so long. security, because I, my fear when, I, when we first started the business is that Alice would change her mind and be like, why did I ask you to come into business? And Alice's fear was, but well, I would change my mind and be like, why did I give up my, you know job for like my stability or security for, for to start the business? And so... Like, I think that insecurity led to a lot of ego-driven mm. behaviours too. Yeah. And it was only when we kind of got really clear on that that we yeah. got we got over it. Because yeah. it was just like, it was just trying to do everything, trying to be everything, meant that we were never actually yeah. playing to our strengths in the way that we did, yeah. that Alice just described. Yeah. It, it was like constant, yeah. like... We were both I trying don't... to, we were both trying to show that we were both good at everything instead of just allowing the other one to be the one that's good at that thing. Yeah. yeah, And the other one being good at this other thing. And that's been a real, like when you say like getting to know each other, that's been a real journey of discovery because I think for the first time we were like looking at what our own strengths and weaknesses were and, and how best we could work together. And there's been an element for both of us. Like I've just had to accept that Sophie is better at some things than I am and vice versa. And by allowing the other one to just be good at that and not feeling the pressure to prove anything has allowed us to progress and grow the business because while we were both trying to like muscle in on this bit and that bit you know and and trust has been a major factor there like just stepping away and like trusting that the other one's got this Mm -hmm. because you know I've really had issues like trusting Mm -hmm. people in in the past and that's been a thing that I've really worked on like you you just have to if you want to grow a business, you just have to trust that the freelancers you work with, that the members of your team, that your partner, that you just have to trust they've got it handled because mm-hmm. you can't be everything and everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's where that relation that that's where that relationship and that communication comes in. And do you think because you have that inherently within your business, that makes it much easier for you to communicate that with your clients as well? Yeah. And yeah. For them to kind of understand and and buy into that. I mean, they're already those types of businesses anyway but because you're demonstrating it between yourselves Mm. do you think that makes it easier for them to to Mm. do so as well yeah we get quite a lot um when we go to say pictures or what have you we get quite a lot of people saying that we are exactly in person 
our brand that like <laughs> that the authenticity comes through across all elements and and I think that's what it is it's just about being authentic and we talk much much more about our struggles than we do about our successes because actually that's the, that's the lessons that's where you can really and that's where you grow yeah that's where you grow and that's yeah. much more interesting and it's much more it's much more authentic and also everyone can see the successes exactly you don't exactly. need to go telling about them it's, all the time uh, yeah that's what's obvious the exactly. struggles are not obvious yeah exactly and like because both of us have kind of come from our own personal journeys as well and um, because we also run BelongCon which is all around um, telling stories and, and owning, you know, owning your story and not being ashamed of it, mm. we feel it's really important to walk our talk. And so we do talk very openly about our struggles a lot more than many businesses would. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got clients off of the back of that, like, because people have gone, actually, I relate to that story of failure or imposter syndrome or what have you. And I want to work with a business who I know understands me as an individual. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we are now at the point where we're looking to work with much bigger companies. It will be interesting to see how that then translates to a bigger company that's not sort of a human being at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but if, you know, we're, we're not going to change a single thing about it because it's really important to us. But I think it's important to remember, even when you're starting to go into bigger companies, it's still people you're dealing with, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of a lot of marketing agencies, other businesses, maybe kind of... They forget, almost forget that bit, but you're yeah. still, de- no matter who you're dealing with in the business, whether it's the MD, the CEO, or the marketing assistant, that they're, they're all human beings. Yeah, and they've and got so, their own struggles. And, yeah, and, and so yeah. they're going to buy into your yeah. authenticity and the mm-hmm. fact that you can do all the stuff to help them, great. Mm-hmm. But actually, they want someone to work with that they like. Yeah. A human. Right? Exactly, and who understands them mm-hmm. and who who really, and this is something that we genuinely really care about the success of our clients. Like we would never ever even dream of, you know, doing anything that wasn't in line with their ultimate success. And I think that's also a massive, massive thing around trust too. Mm. Um, Again, unfortunately, a lot of businesses we work with have had really bad experiences in the past of, just being manipulated in some way and, and that's we do we would never do that because it, it just you know we care about actually seeing yeah. them be a success yeah 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 so when you you said you just hired your first employee mm. was that um how easy or difficult was it to find someone that exactly aligned with it was easy was it, was it? i thought you were going to say that but Joy- i just Joyful Dan. Joyful Dan. <laughs> it was so serendipitous because I, I, I used to work with Dan um, in a couple of different capacities. So I, I worked with him at an agency we worked with and then he hired me as a freelancer for another job that he then went on to. And, you know, Sophie met him, has met him a couple of times as well. And he reached a point where a contract ended and he was in between jobs at the exact point that this opportunity came up. Yeah. So that was a conversation to to be had with him. Mm. And he believes in what and we he believes in are what we're doing. doing. And he brings, like, I'm a big picture thinker. Alice is an attention to detail thinker and he brings a great bridge for the mm. two of us. Plus, 
you know, having that sort of masculine, I mean, we actually both do have quite masculine energies, <laughs> but, but he brings a bit more, you know, a bit more of that balance yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he only started last week, but from the beginning, we knew that we, we were very fortunate because we, it, it, you know, that when you first hire somebody, our accountant, I spoke to them about um, what we need to know. And the biggest thing they said was just don't make a bad choice. Because the cost of rehiring, the cost of all of that, it really could be quite catastrophic. Yeah. And so none of that, we've had none of that anxiety because we can be super straight with him about where we're at, what we can offer him right now, what we want to be growing that to. And he's just on board with that because Mm. he just cares so much about what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like literally pinch me for like yeah. grateful for yeah. that yeah and, and the breadth of, of his experience is exactly what we need mm-hmm. well. so it, it all just sort of happened when we were like you know we, about, like, we need an employee now we need an employee oh, now yes. oh look Don't we down. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of happens a lot with us <laughs> it's fantastic it's so weird the other day we were talking about how what what kind of clients we wanted and I was thinking about how much I wanted this particular ethical, responsible travel company um, and the actual company. And then that same afternoon, Alice gets an email from that company and now they're one of our clients. And yeah. it's just like, oh my gosh, yeah. my mind is Really? Powerful. We're just wrapping up the <laughs> product, product, project for them. Yes. So bizarre, but literally it was the, it that was so weird. <laughs> so you literally just like take it this out there. Like, with this company, you will never guess what's. <laughs> it was really bizarre. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So what 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 do you think have been the biggest sort of struggles of of getting the business going? Fear. Yeah, I think getting over our own fear. I think get. I think you know, like we talked about earlier, like getting to know each other in yeah. a personal and a professional capacity. Yeah, and just making that transition from employee to business is it is a you know. I don't, every time I catch myself saying the word journey, I'm like, oh, does that sound really wanky? But you know what I mean. There's so much more to think about, though, isn't there? Until- just. <laughs> going to work yes. and seriously yeah. and it is a journey it's a yeah. real transition like when you think about it like the way you are kind of socialised to be as an employee which is that get up get to work on time have your lunch break work go home get your salary each month yeah and even if you do take stuff bit. home with you which we, we did in more senior roles it's still not really your problem. Like, all you need to do is just do that piece of work well. Yeah. You don't have to, like, for us, it's like, do that piece of work well and think about where your next client's going to come from and make sure that all of the clients are happy and make sure that every like, the, the, everything, yeah. literally And everything. work out who hasn't paid us and keep yeah. on the cash flow. It's and just like, make <laughs> sure we've got the insurances we need and that, yeah. that you know and that the freelancers have been paid and that their work's, you know, and and it is just like, oh my, it is this total mindset adjustment, which for like the first year, at least, is pretty overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, you know. Because no one teaches you how to run a business, right? No one does. You learn the, you learn the, the, the professional piece of yeah. this is what I'm going to deliver but no one teaches no. you and, and I think until you've, until you've gone through that first, <laughs> yeah. like, 
yeah even the blogs don't really get it get it right do they no. even like the, the all of the resources out there you, no. you've yeah. got to figure it out your way for yourself yeah and i think until you've gone through at least that first financial year knowing when all the like jobs all the admin jobs need to be done yeah <laughs> like each time of year you know and now it's like going through the first employee and like that's another learning curve and now every other employee we bring on will know what to do. Yeah. But, it, you know, it very much is like a, you're just knee jerking and learning as you go. You're like, oh, I need to think about that now. Oh, yeah, okay, exactly. need to think about that now. Oh, I need to think about that now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that... that the main is... thing I found is, is learning to know when the quiet times are and yeah. not panic about it. Yeah. So now I know December... There might not be no much new business coming through the door. Same as August. Mm. Same as August. Mm-hmm. Though actually, I've got more business in August than I have any oh. of the last oh, wow. few years. Wow. But that's just because of foundations that have been laid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I know that December will be really quiet. And the last few years, I've been like, I've got to work in December. I've got to work in December. I've got to. But now I'm like, you know what? I think. Holiday time. I think I'm going to take my time off. Yeah. yeah. And just, but it's knowing that yeah. and rationalising it yeah. and not panicking about it, right? Because that, and that's yeah. the thing, and that's what you learn as you yeah, go along, yeah. right? Yeah. As well as all the other stuff, like when to do your invoicing and yeah. who's paid you and all of that and stuff. And also you get loads of panic projects in March because people need to spend their budget yeah. before the end of the tax year. Yeah. <laughs> last yeah. March, we've got so many emails just being like, can you do this and just invoice me before the end of the month? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I used to do that. I used to be client, I was client side before I, I in my last job, and I would do that. It'd be like, oh, shit, I've got like all this this money we haven't spent. <laughs> Such a nice position to I be know, in. Now it's Go like, wild. Now it's like oh, if only I had all that money yeah. to spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's interesting, yeah. And it, and it, you you only learn this stuff by doing. Yeah. And I think like for me, I'm very much a person that like historically anyway I've always wanted to like know exactly what I'm doing before I'm doing it so a big like learning curve for me is like just trusting that I'm gonna be able to figure it out and that still is really difficult for me Mm. to not know exactly what something looks like before I start doing it and I've got a lot better at trusting that I think you just have to trust in the fact that you're a capable and intelligent (laughs) and whatever person yeah and somehow it's all figure (laughs) it's all figure out figure out we say that to ourselves or each other regularly like when have you ever let yourself down before like you know 31 years of not letting myself down like what I'm not going to start now and actually now more than ever we've got such an amazing support network that Mm. what's the worst that can happen When, when has your life genuinely ever thrown you anything you couldn't figure out yeah or up until this point have you actually managed to figure out everything you need to figure out like, yeah track record's pretty good actually yeah, exactly. so, yeah. yeah. it's, it's all good yeah. so what so what so you've been going two years two yeah. years so two what's years. next what's next on the horizon for the joyful web so now we're really taking a step up we kind of we kind of saw year one as like year naught whereby we had a lot of learning to do um, year two has, which is like year one, has been kind of like yeah, getting everything straight. What do we really, really want? Like, we became a HubSpot partner agency, and how do we want to package ourselves? And now we're going into our third year, and it's just about um, growth. growth. So we, we as a business, really want to be 
we really want to be making that impact that we believe so strongly in. So to do that, we need to be working with high growth businesses. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of the, the business side of it, which is all about growing our business to grow other people's businesses. And then also about the message. Um, so we're doing a piece of research with the Good Business Club and hopefully, um, fingers crossed, with a couple of other, I don't want to say who they are just in case yeah. it doesn't come to fruition, but like hopefully a couple of other big organisations in the UK that support good businesses um, to basically find out where the barriers for good business is um, because we really want to be driving the UK to become like the country for social enterprise. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot in place already and it's not necessarily focused as well as it could be. So we really want to kind of be behind that too. So there's a sort of social element and the corporate element yeah. of it, um, which mm-hmm. both feel really, really exciting. And finally, you feel kind of tangible as well now, which I don't know if you feel this, but when you're running a business, you've got these dreams. Like sometimes it can feel like, is it like, what? where are they? Ah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now it feels like, you know, actually something that can be achieved. And we've got, an, we've got Joyful Dan as our like, employee, but we've also got a team of eight absolutely fantastic contractors who work with us on a monthly basis who are very much bought into the business and feel like they are employees who are just fantastic. So it's like getting that team in place has been a big part of, of it and now we can really roll with that. Yeah, I mean, I think part of what you're doing, it, it's about employing people in the way that works for you and it works yeah. for them. And it works right? for them, yeah. And we've gone from, I think we've gone from that, you know, in at nine, go yeah. home at five. It's about, people want that flexibility. Yeah. They want to do the, they want to work in the way that works for them. Yeah. And, you know, and have it, if you find the best person but they happen to be on the other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, Great. it's... Great. You, but, but you're living your message yeah. then as well, aren't you? And also, you? we want the flexibility for us to be like, oh, you know what? I just want to go home and get into my pyjamas and do this yeah. in bed. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be like, working from Alaska in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, we just had a, a, a summer intern, actually, from the University of Southampton. And although he, um, really great, he was a 20-year-old, like, computer science student, mm. really super intelligent... And although we only we kind of met up with him once a week physically, I felt so much more pressure to be in the office at the you know at my desk. And it got mm. to the end of the ten weeks, and it was like, Oof. okay, yeah, we've had that. Before I can have when a week. Mm. I can have well. a week of doing other stuff, life stuff around business. Yeah, and it really made me take a sort of yeah, step yeah. back and be like, okay. We need to think about that as we as business grows because I don't want to ever be in that situation again where no. I'm like, okay, don't yeah, I have to be at my desk. Yeah, yeah. like why I would can't you want to create a nine to five cage for yes. yourself? Yeah. I can't go to the, my Pilates class at yeah, eleven exactly. because you know. So mm-hmm. it's a really good. Yeah. Um, short sharp lesson in okay that's not yeah. how to do it yeah. so. you know I love having like I, I, I really love being able to be like actually I'm going to work from home on this day because it's just easier and yeah. not having to worry about yeah and I and I have a, like Alice is a, a very very different type of worker to me like you're able to sit down for say eight hours and just work but I get distracted so easily and I'm like a little like magpie and, um, <laughs> and bored really easily. 
So I prefer to split split my work across. Like usually, I usually work pretty much every day, mm. um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with working on a Friday night sometimes or a Saturday. Really, I'm, I'm a morning person, so like really early in the morning, because that's just what works for me. And I think it's you know as long as for us as as, as employers. As long as the work is done to the standard, like to a good standard, and by the time that it has been there, yeah, how they do that is not really mine. No. I work like that as well, though. So I'll work in sort of short, sharp, mm. yeah, sort of, uh, sessions. And I did a few hours work yesterday. It was a friend's birthday, but I did a few hours work, and then yeah, I went out. Yeah, yeah, and that's perfect for me. Yeah, me too. Because it doesn't feel like I never think to myself. Oh, I worked yesterday morning as well for about four hours. Yeah, and then I just promptly forgot that I'd work. Like it was, it didn't feel like I'd worked. Yeah, on a Sunday exactly. Um, but yeah, like because and that's just it. Just it is like I'm definitely someone who can be extremely productive in very short pe- amounts of time. Mm. And then it's like I burn myself out and I'm like, all right, bored now. <laughs> Go and do something else for a bit and come back to it. Yeah, yeah. So have you guys got a dream client that you really want? You mean you might not want to say, but have you got like dream client? You had the travel agent, but is, is there, you know, as, you, as you're expanding, have you got like someone really in mind? You're like, oh God, they are a really good business. That is our absolute, whether it be three, four, five years down the line, have you got someone that you're like absolutely setting your sights on? one specific business or type of business maybe? I think we've got like sectors where like we'd really like to to expand and, and work in like yeah like Sophie's really passionate about like the rise of the alcohol free movement so we'd really love to work with a company who are championing that through like alternative drinks yeah. to alcohol yeah. and who are interested in building campaigns around that and yeah I am. Um, I definitely. I definitely want to be part, like, to help support that movement. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's going to be a really profitable industry mm-hmm. within the next few years. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Education is something Education, that we've got yeah. a lot of experience with, and we're passionate about working in that area. And to be honest with you, it's more. There's not really any one specific area that we're m- more passionate about because it's the diversity of the different things that, for me anyway, that gets me really mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. But really, it's just about what what makes I don't know about what's going to make what, change. Yeah, what, yeah what's yeah. going to make change, and it and it can be like one of our clients is a software company for schools to help teachers to better manage data and be able to map people's progress. And um, they're actually called people progress. Um, with, to be able to better map people's progress against whole departments, against whole school systems to really massively streamline all of their admin processes and just make teaching more enjoyable again. And like that is, to me, that's just like the most beautiful thing to work on because mm-hmm. I know loads of teachers and I know how difficult the, the red tape and the jumping mm. through hoops and the box ticking is for teachers and how a lot of them have gone into the profession because they're passionate about being about their subject and then actually looking to leave it because that's not what teaching is about anymore. And so what I get really excited about is being part of helping to change something because actually that doesn't have to be that way. Mm. And here's a solution. Mm. And like building yeah, and the community around. Industry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love it. And I think it really 
just such a great way to start a rainy Monday. Yeah. We're talking to two totally enthusiastic and, <laughs> and joyful people. Yes. Really, <laughs> Living really. the brand. Totally. <laughs> so thank you. I really, thank you. It's been really, thank really you. good. It's been really good. Well, if that's not a lesson in taking a leap, um, finding your true passion and and really going for it in terms of starting your own business, then I don't know what is. How inspiring is it that these two women that didn't know each other um, or knew of each other found shared purpose and shared passion in what they were doing and decided, you know, not on a whim, but decided that um, they they could run and start a company together so two years down the line things are going well as you heard and um wish the best of luck to them in the future and that's it from the business is good podcast for this week thanks for listening and tune in again soon thank you